Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast, and thank you very much for being here. Uh, if you have not yet subscribed, please make sure that you do that so you don't miss any future episodes here from me. And uh, it would be really helpful if you could uh, leave a comment and let me know, uh, well, one, what do you think about this episode? But uh, two, why are you here, right? It's definitely easier to talk to people when I know uh, kind of what you're looking for and uh, maybe where you're at in investing or what you're saving for, what you're planning for, what stocks are on your radar, uh, you know, so all those different things. That way I can uh, provide you with some information uh, about some of the things that maybe you're interested in more than uh, maybe what I'm giving you. So that would definitely appreciate that as well. Uh, a share, follow, click all the notifications, you know, all those buttons. I would definitely appreciate that uh, as well. But uh, yeah, last time uh, on Thursday, we were talking about, uh, actually, I recorded it on Wednesday before NVIDIA went ahead and re reported a, uh, a very solid quarter, right? Their, uh, their earnings is looking strong. They are, uh, you know, kind of guiding up the, uh, the year over year growth for next quarter is I believe 171% is the, uh, the growth that they are uh, planning for, for the next quarter. And, uh, you know, after hours, it, uh, it really took off. We saw Nvidia, I think hit 520. Uh, I was not able to trade at that point after hours, but I know some of those people are uh, doing some after hours trading. I normally don't do that. The uh, The volume is generally lower. You can certainly get burned on some of those different trades. Uh, so I don't, but uh, you know that's up to you. Anyhow, the uh, next morning when NVIDIA opened, we were uh, above 500, right? And I thought, and I, I even said on the episode, it was the title of the episode, that I thought that uh, NVIDIA was going to be a bellwether for what happened on the market the next day. Um, it doesn't look like I was right on that call. Uh, I'll own up to it, right? We uh, we started at 500. Uh, Nvidia was in the green. I think there was other some other industrials or blue chips that were in the green, but uh, looked like a lot of the Nasdaq was in the red. Uh, so I, I guess uh, we we did have a a solid green day for the Nasdaq on Wednesday, uh, and then on Friday. So we gave a little bit back on Thursday. Uh, I guess if we had a uh, a miss for Nvidia, the uh, the red would have been worse. But uh, I didn't really see uh, some of these other tech stocks selling off the way they did on uh, on Thursday. But uh, then you know Nvidia kind of settled down, and uh, we we definitely had some sell side pressure. A lot of people taking profits, and I think that is very important to remember when we are looking at our stocks. Um, you know, who else is on the other side of the trade and, and selling, right? I believe uh, Kathy Wood and the ARK Investment Fund sold about $1.8 million of NVIDIA stock uh, when things were looking great. So you got to you gotta really take it into uh, stride with what your plans are and what everyone else's plan is, right? The, the plan for ARK Invest was uh, we probably brought, bought this back in the 150 range. I don't know the exact number. Could have been 250 but they were taking profits close to that $500 mark, which made sense for them, right? They've got to post some decent numbers after, you know, really two, at least a year of, of you know, losses, right? 22 was really rough for them. 
uh, and rough for us if we own ARK Invest. A, a lot of those smaller tech growth stocks that just really got pummeled last year. So they want to um, you know, look on paper like, hey, we, we got this one right at least, right? We, we got a hundred and some odd percent gains on this one stock. We're cutting and uh, we're going to reinvest that somewhere else. So um, again, you know, when you're looking at NVIDIA, the, uh, the price uh, target upgrades were from absolutely everyone that was watching this stock. Uh, I don't think I saw one that uh, remained uh, at the price point that they thought it was going to be. All of them look to uh, actually raise those price targets for the next 12 months. And it's really getting interesting to me, uh, you know, dropping from 500, uh, going to about 460 right now is down 2.4% on Friday alone. Uh, but remember earlier in the week at 420 uh, on Monday, it was at like 420, 419. And I was saying, hey, these could definitely be in that buy price point uh, in my mind, at least on the QQQ. I did a little bit more diversification by buying that. But uh, a lot of these different tech stocks really sold off over the course of August. So I was really looking to uh, buy up that index, kind of get some more exposure to uh, a broader base of tech names, the NASDAQ 100. And I, I still like that call. I, I said that it can go lower. Um, but I still like the positioning. I still like where uh, AI is going, where the momentum trades are. Uh, I still think that we're going to see a lot of growth in this sector over the next probably five, 10 years. Uh, you know, as long as this AI train continues to run, uh, I think that we're, we want to be on board for that, uh, for that movement. Now, um, you know, could it be in a bubble? Certainly. But uh, when they have revenue growth of 170% uh, year over year for the next quarter, um, you know, people are definitely trying to cash in on that movement. So, um, you know, first up, I did want to look at some of these numbers from NVIDIA. Um, I, I would, I was definitely on the fence as to whether or not to buy uh, more at that 420 mark. That's a little bit why I did uh, the play for QQQ. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm getting to the point where I think that this one is making more and more sense with the valuations, with the growth of the company, the kind of the the monopoly, maybe not monopoly, but they definitely have a top position in the AI race. And I still think that they are going to be everywhere. Uh, so, you know, 460 last week versus 460 this week is a little bit different with the numbers that we got uh, given to us uh, this past uh, Wednesday afternoon. And we have a little bit more information to go off of, right? So right now, uh, sitting at 460, there's 37% of upside on NVIDIA still left on this stock. And I, I definitely think that there's going to be bumps on the road, right? We're, we're not simply going to go from that 500 mark and then, and then everyone's just going to buy it, right? We're definitely seeing that sell side pressure from those people that uh, bought in the $100 range, right? They want to take some of that gains off the table, kind of like what I did. Um, you know, I trimmed a little bit, but uh, I still have this as it's actually my number one stock at the moment by market value is Nvidia. A, a lot of that is due to the gains that I had when I bought it earlier this year uh, and the growth that we've seen. But um, I still think that this one has a lot of room to go. And uh, I, I don't know that I necessarily want to sell anymore right now. Um, maybe I'll set a stop loss on it, but I, I, I'm not even sure how I want to set that now. I want to see some sort of support level. Uh, we definitely hit some of that support or around that, uh, you know, teens, four teens kind of mark. 
I, I definitely think that uh, that is a uh, retracement line that we're going to have some uh, some support at. I don't think that we're really going to drop below that anytime soon if this uh, all these trends remain in, intact. But uh, I definitely think that uh, my price target on the upside, I, I had it set at 495. I bumped it up to 505. Uh, I think at the market open, it got to like 503. So I didn't even trim at that 505 number. Uh, so I still have the same amount of shares that I did last time we spoke. And uh, I believe that this one is going to continue to go. So I might uh, even bump that uh, that 505 number a bit higher and uh, try to um, take some of these gains, not get too greedy and kind of know this window of trading that we are potentially going to be in. Uh, if we can get above 500 and kind of stabilize there, uh, I think we we will definitely some of these see some of these price targets that some of these analysts are looking at. Uh, Needham came out 600, DBS 608, uh, CFRA at 600, UBS at 560. Um, a lot of other 600 price targets. Exane BNP says 745. I believe there was one that was much higher than that. More uh, 600 from uh, Evercore, Jeffries, Oppenheimer, uh, JP Morgan. Uh, now I'm trying to see the the high price on the street is 1100. Someone's got this one at 1100. That's what I was trying to find is who is that bullish on on Nvidia right now going to 1100. dollars uh, I definitely think it could get there. I don't think it's going to be within 12 months. Uh, Rosenblatt said uh, 1100. That is uh, that is a very tough uh, price target for me to wrap my head around in the next 12 months, especially after the the run that we've already had this year. Uh, I mean, he's basically saying 10x from the bottom within a year and a half, maybe. And I, I simply just do not see that happening. Uh, I definitely think that some of these 600 price targets are well within reach with the numbers that they're posting, but uh, ultimately time will be the uh, the judge of how these guys and and women perform on these uh, these price targets and uh, how Nvidia executes. Right, if uh, you know that falls off or some of these chips start failing or whatever. We could definitely see a uh, a readjustment of this, so I don't want to get too heavy. Uh, I definitely think that under four four thirty four forty, I would like to buy more. I'm kind of sitting on this one right now, and uh, if it gets up into that mid fives, I might have to start trimming a little bit, simply for just not being overly greedy with this stock. It is definitely fine to take gains uh, when you've got a, a price limit set, and uh, you you kind of see what the stock is doing, I think it's fine to uh, go ahead and trim and take some of those profits that you work for, right? Uh, so that's my uh, kind of long-winded spiel on what I think about NVIDIA right now. Uh, I'm definitely bullish. Uh, I would like to be able to buy more if the price gets to that uh, that price point where I think it makes sense and we, we've got that growth going forward. Um, now, going forward, we've got, uh, we also had Powell come out and speak on Friday. And it was kind of more the same, right? It's kind of what we expected. It was, uh, you know, talking about potential rate hikes going forward. Uh, it was still going to be a wait and see. We're not, you know, he wasn't taking a victory lap. Like we've got inflation right where we want it and we're done. Uh, you know, the the talk was still there to potentially have one more rate hike. We're going to see what the numbers do and uh, ultimately make that uh, that call probably in that uh, November meeting. I'm looking at the CME FedWatch tool right now. Uh, the September 20th uh, meeting, we are looking like we're staying 
at that 525 to 550 basis point uh, interest rate or the target rate. And that's uh, 85% of people saying that we're staying put. Uh, only 15% of people saying that we are going to the 550 to 575, which would be a 25 basis point hike. Uh, again, when now when I go out to November, uh, the numbers, uh, they're actually lower than what they were probably two, three weeks ago when I looked at this. Uh, 80% saying that we're staying put, 20% saying we're going uh, up 25 basis points. And I want to say that it was like 65% uh, percent of people saying that we were staying put uh, a couple weeks ago. And then what, uh, 35% of people saying, hey, we are going to get this uh, these extra 25 basis points of hike. And uh, ultimately, uh, I think the the NASDAQ, uh, a lot of people expected this to kind of collapse at the end of the day on Friday after this speech. But uh, it really looked like uh, more of what we already knew, right? Uh, the, the fact that the 25 basis point hike was still potentially on the table. We're still waiting to see what the numbers do. We still want to see the effects of uh, you know the rate hikes that we've already done. Uh, you know, we've still had interest rates on uh, on mortgages climbing as well. I think they're what seven and a quarter on a thirty year, uh, which is a massive increase over where we were at the start of twenty two. Right? Uh, you know, we were still probably sub three percent interest rates on on thirty year mortgages at that time. And, uh, you know, now going up about 4% is uh, costing a lot of people a lot of money. So we are definitely seeing the effects of that. There is a, a lag effect from when the time they uh, add those rates to when we're actually seeing uh, things start to kind of cool down. They're still aiming for that 2% inflation. We will see ultimately what it takes to get there and uh, if it's going to be feasible and, uh, you know, sustainable for that long term. So uh, I'm definitely hoping that we are fine and we don't have to keep uh, interest rates going higher. Uh, you know, it definitely hurts on that borrowing side. If you need to uh, unlock some value in the house, uh, do a HELOC, or if you're buying another property or if you need to buy a first home, uh, it's definitely uh, already uh, significantly more expensive. So uh, hopefully this is enough. Uh, I guess we will wait and see ultimately what the Fed decides at this next meeting. And ho I'm hoping that this would be the last one. If we do get another rate hike, I'm hoping this would be the last one. So hopefully we can start turning the corner after that and start planning for what the future might bring, right? We might say uh, at these rates for a little bit longer than what we expected. Uh, if you remember the beginning of the year, we were talking about rates actually coming down uh, by the, the second half of 23. And you know now we're uh, potentially talking about another rate hike. So it is a uh, different story than what we were kind of predicting. But uh, I definitely think that once these rates kind of settle, uh, some of these different companies are going to be in a much better spot. Uh, borrowing for them and building out their company is going to be a little bit cheaper. And then once rates start coming back down, I think we really start to see some growth. Uh, so uh, at least in the stock prices, uh, some of these companies will definitely benefit from lower rates. So that's, uh, that's kind of my hope there. Um, you know, as far as the, the line of credit is concerned, mine is a, a variable rate, which uh, will uh, mimic what the uh, the market is doing, what the Fed is doing. So hopefully uh, at the end of the day, I can be able to buy a property and not have rates that are just, you know, keep on skyrocketing and then get that moved into more of a traditional mortgage type uh, security for or um, loan for uh, this property that we are looking to buy. So that's what I got there. Uh, other news, we did have uh, Duncan uh, Rourke Capital bought uh, the Subway brand. 
Uh, so that is definitely a, a change in the industry. We've also got some movement in uh, O Realty, uh, Realty Income, which is, man, I, I guess I've kind of ne neglected this one. Um, I think the dividend was much lower and now it's creeping up significantly. I, I want to get the right numbers for you guys. The ticker is O. It's a REIT. Uh, they do pay monthly, which is definitely nice if you're looking for income. Uh, yeah, it's a 5.4% uh, monthly dividend uh, yield uh, on this uh, on this company. So you're you're getting a, uh, a ever growing dividend from them. They look to constantly increase these. It, it's fractions of a penny when they do it anymore, but uh, it's 5.4%. I believe this one was trading in like the three percent range. And uh, the what the news on this one? Uh, is that they are buying a 22% stake in Bellagio. And that is actually from the Blackstone REIT. Uh, so they are getting into some more properties out in Vegas. Uh, they do have that 22% uh, that stake that they're going to be buying. And uh, hopefully that continues to generate some more money. Now, um, when I'm looking at O, oh, uh, Realty Income, let's take a look here. As far as the price side appreciation, we're currently sitting at $56. Uh, PE isn't such a normal metric for valuing a REIT. You're normally looking at the, the funds from operations or the uh, free cash flow. There's about 23% of upside from four analysts. Uh, so that's definitely a nice upside move with that 5.5% dividend here and one that's going to pay you. Um, you know, monthly to to own this one. So I definitely think if you're looking to uh, buy oh any REITs, I, I like them more in a tax sheltered account. That way, you're not getting beat up on the dividends that are coming in. If you can do that, um, but you know, uh, if you have to pay taxes on the dividends and you're still making some money, like uh, it's pretty par for the course, I guess. You know, if we're making money, we got to pay taxes. But uh, it is nice to have it in a tax sheltered account if you can. Uh, so uh, I definitely like that. But then the other things that I was looking at when I started thinking about the Bellagio was what are some of these other, uh, you know, casino stocks doing? How are they looking? I really haven't paid attention. Uh, I know everyone's back to, you know, full swing travel. Everyone's out going wherever they can get to. And these uh, these casino stocks actually look like they have a lot more room to run. And uh, I, I was kind of blindsided by this. Right. I looked I'm looking at Caesars right now. And Caesars has about 27.5% of upside. The ticker is CZR if you're following along. And that kind of blew my mind that, you know, even after some of these runs that they've had, um, you know, just last October, Caesars was at uh, $31. We're at 51. So it's already moved up significantly. And we still have another, you know, 27% to go. The trailing 12 month PEs at a 16. Uh, they're making money. Uh, I definitely think that some of these might be. Um, you know, in a, in a spot where they're going to actually rebound to pre COVID levels and, uh, you know, actually give us some more gains going forward. Uh, I think definitely the online, uh, sports betting and things like that are kind of coming into play with some of these as well. Uh, this one, win. uh, this one blew my mind as well. The, the PE is way off due to, uh, having a negative EPS. It's at, it says it's at 1619, which is really crazy, but, uh, it's a lot of crazy numbers and being negative. And now in the next couple quarters, they're going to get back to some positive earnings. So we'll ultimately see what that does for this stock, but they're sitting at $95. They were at $53 last October and they still have 37 and a half percent of upside. The average price target on this one is 131. 
So again, another uh, casino gaming stock that's already run up nicely, but we're getting back to profitability. We're getting more people in the door. They are making money, uh, you know, pretty solidly right now. It's looking like, and they still have thirty. Uh, 27 to 37% on just these two names. But that was kind of across the board, right? So uh, I was trying to see which ones might work for us. Uh, I definitely wrote down a couple for the investing challenge and uh, some different names that I uh, you know, try to put together a, a list of things that really work for us right now. And uh, that is sometimes hard, but uh, I guess sometimes you got to look outside of where you're thinking in order to get uh, some stocks that really make sense. And uh, this week for me, there's a couple airlines, there's a couple casinos, there's uh, even some oil and gas plays. There's a, there's a whole long list of stocks that I really went through this week in order to uh, come up with five that I think fit us uh, well for week 36. And uh, with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break. We will come back. We're going to talk about those, uh, those five stocks that I think might make us some money going forward. So stick around and I will be right back. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, and uh, please make sure that you are following along on the Facebook group, Let It Grow Investing. That way we can get our weekly votes in for our stock of the week. And uh, for week 35, we uh, we covered five different names over there. Uh, and uh, the first one was Square, the block company. Uh, number two was CBS Health. Number three was Kenview, K-V-U-E. That was Johnson & Johnson's uh, healthcare spinoff company. Uh, number four was Raytheon RTX, and number five, and your winner is going to be Pfizer. Uh, I definitely believe that Pfizer is oversold. Uh, I think they've got far more products than people are giving them credit for. They were a solid company before the pandemic. I don't believe that they are a one-trick pony when it comes to vaccines, and uh, I think that they're going to continue to do well. There's about 26.5% of upside on Pfizer. Uh, I'm definitely bullish on healthcare stocks right now. I think it's a good way to enter the market, have some safety, but also have a good amount of upside. And Pfizer has a four and a half percent quarterly dividend. Um, now, the uh, the price to earnings is at a nine point six. We know that some of the revenue is falling off. That is, in fact, uh, to do with a lot of those vaccines. Um, so, and that that's kind of where I was on that one. I definitely think that this one makes sense. Thank you guys for voting for it. Um, and I will be buying that one on Monday, probably around uh, midday. Let the uh, the market kind of settle down and uh, get our $200 in for the week uh, around lunchtime. Around noon or so is when I have my alarm set, my reminder set to buy for that given week. Uh, so uh, where do we go from here, right? This is uh, That's the, the million-dollar question, I guess. Uh, man, there, there's definitely a couple names here that... Um, Apply to different investors, right? Uh, first, first, I was looking at uh, a couple names that Warren Buffett was saying that these make sense right now. If you're looking to, uh, or he was actually saying to build more dividend positions right now, which is kind of his uh, the way of investing, right? And two of those names that I kind of looked at uh, were ENB, Enbridge, and Altria. Uh, Altria, I believe, just upped their dividend about four percent. Um, you know, they're, they're probably paying right around 9% at the moment. And that has been a, uh, a dividend King that is just kind of keeps churning out a, a larger dividend. Yeah. It's 9.03% for Altria. Now has the stock really gone anywhere in five years? Um, not really, maybe down, down a good bit on that five year chart. Uh, if you look at, uh, 
2020, we were sitting at $36 right at the uh, start of the pandemic. And now we're at 43. So we came down from uh, 2019 into 2020 kind of time frame. But um, we, we've tracked up a little bit from there, but nothing, you know, you're going to write home about with your your massive gains. But this is a, a solid dividend player that I think, uh, you know, is going to continue to pay out this dividend going forward. Uh, now, I'm just kind of going over a couple of honorable mentions right now. Uh, so those two uh, had some things that I liked. They've got some solid dividends. Uh, Enbridge, they they had, uh, I believe, a 7% dividend. And I, I don't know... Let, let me let me cover the reasons why I didn't want to buy Enbridge right now. And I think that had to do with their revenue for this coming year. Let me get back over to this one. Uh, it is rated a buy on Reuters. I think it was a hold on two other ones. Um, one upgrade in the last uh, 120 days. A, a lot of upside, according to, uh, to this, though. Uh, about 26% of upside when you're looking at the price target appreciation. Uh, so you would think that is uh, add that in with that seven percent dividend. I, I think you're you're probably fine. The thing that got me was the annual revenue peaked in 22, and yes, there's you know the the higher prices uh, on oil and gas during 22, but uh, you know now for 23 we are about eight percent lower, and we're going to only recover about two percent higher for 2024. So we're still going to be down six percent at the end of next year versus where we finished 22. Uh, so that kind of throws me off a little bit. The dividend growth is about 3.1% over what they were paying uh, the, over the past year. Uh, so small dividend growth, nothing uh, crazy, but it is already a higher dividend uh, payment. So you normally don't get uh, these double-digit dividend growth on a company that's paying 7 8 9%. That is uh, normally not uh, not the case. But uh, the the forward PE is at a discount, but uh, not really enough with uh, some of those earnings that I'm really getting excited about. It's only a seven percent discount over their uh, five year average. So um, I might actually add to this one for myself. I just don't know that if it's something that uh, you guys would be interested in. So I kind of kept it off the list for now. Um, I might add it in when uh, you know some of these numbers start looking a little bit better and uh, we want to get some more dividend in there. But um, that that one is just kind of an honorable mention. So the, the first one that I am going to give the nod to, and we'll call this stock number one, is going to be NVIDIA. Um, man, I, I think I covered this one, right? I, I definitely think that we could get to 600, 650 within the course of a year. And um, I think we oversold or we have the potential to oversell this one based on people taking profits. So maybe after this week, uh, you know, the people who are going to sell, maybe they uh, kind of exhaust themselves and then we can rush in next Monday and buy this one. That's my that's my hope. I, I like this stock. I like where they're going. I like the momentum. There's a lot of different reasons to be in that AI. And I think NVIDIA is going to be that front runner. So that is uh, stock number one for this week. There's, uh, like I said, about 37% of upside on this name. Um, Man, I, I feel comfortable adding to this one. Uh, hopefully, we can get it a little bit better of a price than um, where it is right now. Uh, just depends on what this week gives us and how the uh, the market really uh, responds to what's going on out there and the uh, the sell side pressure that we have seen on some of these names. Number two, uh, this one is going to be something again that I do not look at. Uh, this one is Alta Beauty, and. Uh, 
they they closed down the day on uh, Friday about fifteen dollars lower. It is a four hundred and seven dollar stock though. They're getting much closer to that yearly low, which was last October at three seventy three. Uh, they were at five fifty six in May. Uh, so this one is a uh, trailing twelve month PEs at a sixteen. Uh, a lot of people think that this one could certainly, uh, you know, kind of go higher here. And uh, I, I definitely like some of the numbers that they are seeing as far as growth. Their double digit growth numbers, I think, was around 11 uh, percent. I was reading an article on Investor Place. I'll try to pull that one up for us as well. But uh, price uh, target upside from 22 different analysts is uh, 27 percent higher. Average price being 537. As I said, we are at um, four. 07 as of close or after hours on Friday. This uh, this Reuters article was pre after hours changes, so it was saying it was like 420. Um, so I definitely think that this one in demand, uh, we're, we're going to see that growth kind of keep growing up, and uh, I definitely think that this one could uh, be a little bit oversold at this point. And the fact that it's kind of a stock that we really haven't looked at and be able to get 27% of price target upside. On uh, on this name, I, I think that's uh that's reasonable, and uh, some of these growth numbers look pretty solid too. The uh, uh, annual revenue for twenty four is up about eight and a half percent, and then by twenty twenty five, did what did I say? Twenty twenty four, eight and a half percent. Twenty twenty five, about fifteen percent higher in forecasted growth. Um, so we are trading at a thirty percent discount on that forward PE. Uh, the five-year average is a 23.6, and we're at 16 and a half. Uh, we're still getting the growth, but uh, the the numbers on the PE and the, the outlook aren't really matching up. So I'm thinking we're a little bit oversold. I think it might make sense to get in on this one. Uh, and that is uh, some of the reasons as to why I'm looking at it. So Ulta, ULTA is number two for week 36. Um, now going forward... This time last year, we were looking at Devon Energy. Uh, so I didn't look at Enbridge also because we added uh, Devon last year at this point. And I thought that maybe we could add to Devon Energy today uh, or in a week, I should say. The uh, the PE is very low on Devon, about 6.8. We got a 7% dividend yield. Uh, let's get into what their numbers are looking like. Uh, Market Edge, they're saying it's neutral right now. Um Let's go over to Reuters and see what they've got. They are saying it is a buy. Uh, we've got 23% of price target appreciation from here. We've got uh, earnings per share kind of doing what the same as uh, Enbridge did. They peaked in 22. They're coming down in 23 and then kind of going back up slightly for 24. Uh, we've got the dividend growth. Of 25%, which I just uh, said, you know, normally we don't see dividend growth um, of double digits on some of these larging, larger paying uh, uh, dividend stocks. But on this case, uh, Devin does do a, uh, a variable rate dividend. So uh, if they can pay out a little bit more due to their business cycle, they will do that. Uh, their dividend payout is at 47.1%. So that is safe. Uh, but we are getting a 41% discount to their forward PE which I think that was another reason I went with Devin over Enbridge is because of the uh, the deep discount to the forward PE. And it uh, looks like we can get a little bit better of an entry point on this one. So that was uh, that was one of the things. The, uh, the price to sales is right in line with their five-year average at a 1.9. 
But, uh, you know, you add in some of the growth, uh, some of the price target upside, some of the dividend. And I think this one could make sense to add into a dividend portfolio at this point. So that was uh, that's going to be number three. Um, now, man, this is tough. Oh, man. Uh, I've, I've kind of got way too many names here. So um, I think I'm going to cut out Tyson Foods. That one is getting kind of expensive, but uh, the the growth trajectory on Tyson is, uh, is pretty substantial by the year 2027. That was one of the reasons I was looking at Tyson. But I, I think we've got too long of a time horizon uh, between now and 27 to really uh, buy this one today, right? The uh, the expected earnings per share on Tyson is, is going from $1.20 this year to $9.60 by the end of 27. Uh, that's according to this Investor Place article. That is one of those stocks that I was looking at. Man, this one might need to be on a watch list because once we start getting some of these, uh, this EPS growth, uh, that's substantial by the year 27. Uh, I think that this one is going to go higher. Uh, again, with the price earnings ratio drops, uh, it's going to be at about 5.7 times in 2027. So again, uh, a value stock, but I think we might be a little bit early to enter this position. It's uh, kind of expensive at the moment, but uh, I think a lot of people are planning for the future ahead in that one. So I'm going to cross that off. Um, I will... Man, I think I'm going to go with Zoom on this one. We're going to go with uh, ZM. Uh, so they have really sold off, right? We are down over 88% from uh, pandemic highs. Uh, some of the, you know, the the normalization of the, the overreaction to this one gives us a bit of an opportunity here. Uh, so Zoom grew revenue about 3% uh, year over year last quarter. Uh, and we are expecting this growth to slowly creep up to about 11.7% in 2027. So kind of a slow grower, uh, but I think we we definitely are at a point where people need these services. Zoom is also adding a lot of different services as well. Uh, past the video conferencing, they're doing uh, the Zoom phone, rooms, events, and uh, uh, they have many emerging event platforms. So they, they definitely are a household name since the pandemic. They've got uh, $5 billion in cash and no debt. Uh, and the price is still the same as pre-pandemic. So I think that we could uh, really be on a kind of longer growth cycle for this stock. Uh, you know, eventually get back up to some of those pandemic levels. But uh, they are a household name. They do have a lot of cash. And uh, I, I don't think that it's very expensive to run this business. Uh, it's not very labor intensive. They, they can basically do everything online over the computer. Uh, so they really only need uh, developers and, uh, you know, uh, IT people to get this company going. Uh, so hopefully the the cost on labor is less of a factor for them. Um, so I think that could be a good play. It might. My uh, my screen went black. Are we still there? Still recording. All right. Sorry about that. We've got, uh, you know, definitely a, gr a growth pattern here for uh, what Zoom could be in the future. And uh, I definitely think that this one could uh, could benefit from a, a lot of these trends that we're seeing and uh, people not wanting to go back to the office. So that is going to be number four. Uh, now, number five, man, this one is tough, too. We've got, uh, man, do I look at O Realty Income uh, or do I? I'm, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to pivot. We're going to do it. Um, Alaska Airlines. That's where I'm going. And you guys know I don't normally look at airlines. Uh, so ALK, we're looking that way today. And I will take a look at 
realty income at another time. We've got uh, Alaska Air. PE eh, 34 times. We've got uh, price point sitting at 4182. Um, Trefis says about 40% of upside. Uh, net debt of about 18%. Um, this one is definitely cyclical, right? Uh, people are traveling to Alaska at different uh, time frames. Uh, so some of their mo- a lot of their money is made in the summer, uh, but they are a growing airline with more and more options out there. It is rated to buy on Reuters. We've got uh, you know negative return over the past five years, but that has been a really rough time for airline stocks. Very tough time for travel stocks. Uh, but um, we've got 53% of price target appreciation from 12 analysts on Reuters. We've got uh, earnings per share creeping up nicely for 23 and 24. We've got annual revenue growing about 12% for 23 and 17% by the end of 24. We are at a forward PE of 6.2 times. Their five-year average is 11. So it's a 44% discount. So again, I think that this one is a, uh, a deep discount oversold company that has a lot of room to run. They've got the growth. They're trading cheaply and uh, it could be a good stock to add Hopefully we don't get a recession and people are still traveling. Uh, so that is kind of my thought there. I normally don't add the airlines. I think maybe next time we add a casino or some other stocks that have some other ways to make money than simply being an airline company. But uh, that's the five I got for you guys. We've got NVIDIA. We've got Ulta Beauty. We've got Devon Energy. We've got Zoom Video and Alaska Air. Man, that is a quite the mix of stocks here with AI, uh, consumer discretionary and Alta Energy and Devon. Uh, we've got uh, you know another tech name in Zoom, but f- very different than Nvidia. And then uh, air travel uh, and leisure in Alaska Air. So please get over to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. There is a link in the show notes uh, to get over there. Follow along, get your votes in, and uh, you know, join the conversation. And please, if you've got uh, something that you're here for, you're looking for uh, new ways to make money, how to get dividends, where you want to put your money, your first ten thousand uh, dollars, a stock that might be on your radar, please let me know in uh, in the comments on the show as to how I can provide more value to you guys for being here and uh, listening in every uh, Monday and Thursday. That's what I aim for. And uh, with that, I will catch you guys in the next one. So thank you for stopping by and uh, I'll talk to you on Thursday. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, You can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.